This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. You know what's not fun? Being a Philadelphia 76ers fan right now or holding a Joel Embiid MVP future because that future is not coming home. It is over. At least your chance to win that future. Joel Embiid is having a procedure on his left knee for a meniscus tear, I believe. He's leading the NBA with more than 35 points per game. But the Sixers are saying not only will this keep him out, a significant amount of time. We're hopeful he will return for the regular season. And now we know how it is in the NBA where you have to play at least 65 games where you have to play at least 65 to be eligible for a postseason award like the MVP. And the NBA instituted this rule so that all this load management nonsense would not be a factor. And you don't have to decide how many games is enough games. But Here we are, and that's the one thing with Joel Embiid, obviously the reigning MVP, but we've said this before. Whenever you make a bet on him to be the guy, you always take a risk with him getting injured, and once again, we're seeing it right now. Well, he's also just a large human being, so imagine carrying all of that weight around, you know, for a grueling NBA schedule, and plus somebody who already kind of got the monkey off his back and winning the MVP last season – Maybe the urgency wasn't quite there, although he had a great stretch of scoring like 30 plus points in like all of these games. But I think the more concerning thing is the Sixers without Joel Embiid have not been a good team. Tyrese Maxey, we know, can score. But overall, you look at the Sixers without Embiid, they've lost 10 of their 14 games without him. So I think the worst part is, okay, this is the reigning MVP, but also the biggest part of the Philadelphia 76ers, who maybe had a shot in the East, but now feels like they don't. Oh, God. That's just brutal. I've heard this before, and Matt just put this in the chat, and I've heard this a couple times. Is this an overreaction where you hear the Sixers need to trade Joel Embiid? We're talking about the most valuable player, but he has such an injury history that has followed him throughout his career, MVP or no. And so you get rid of him now to get maximum value for a guy that may not be able to stay healthy enough for you to be as good as you can be with him in the lineup. Is that too much? Or is it an actual consideration where you say, yeah, he's awesome, but if he's not going to be healthy, let's get something or a draft pick or other players for him and sort of mitigate the problems that we're seeing. Ugh, that's a predicament that I wouldn't want to be faced with because yeah. do you really want to trade away one of the best players in the entire league? That means you are committing to a rebuild. That means right. you are going to be in the bottom of the NBA. You might as well trade everybody if you're going to tr- trade Joel Embiid. So I don't necessarily think so. Mm. It's tough though because you could yeah. probably get a lot for him. I think a lot of it is dependent 
on how many picks or how many guys you can get for him. Like it's always price dependent, but I feel like if I was a Sixers fan, mm-hmm. that would sting a lot because when you're a fan of a team and the face of the franchise gets traded away, like that's how I felt when we've been hearing all these talks about Derrick Henry being traded. Yeah. I get it. You know, from a standpoint of, okay, let's try to trade him before he goes on the steep decline. But still, you got to sell tickets. Like, I feel like that goes into it, too. So I think the biggest question is, are you committed to starting the rebuild now? Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. I wouldn't do it because I don't want to be known as the guy who trades away the most valuable player. And then all of a sudden he stays healthy and he just dominates for the next 10 years. I don't want to do that. I understand the thought process behind it, but at least me personally, I don't think I would be doing that. Chelsea, let's talk about today's slate in the National Basketball Association. Let's start Cleveland. Kings at the Cavaliers. Cavaliers laying four and a half. They are minus 200 on the money line. The Kings are plus 165. Your total is 234 and a hook at BetMGM. Please send me a move, guys. Where are you going here, Chelsea? Cavaliers have been hot. One five straight. Do they cover tonight? Yeah, I think that's probably the way that I'm leaning. Definitely not the favorite game on the slate tonight because it does feel like the Kings are one of those teams that are fully capable of competing with the best teams Mm -hmm. in the league. But if you look at Sacramento in this spot, they've not been good as underdogs, just six and seven. And also away from home, they're not quite as good as they have been in Sacramento. You've got to remember, this is a long way from Sacramento, 15-11 on the road this year. And Cleveland's been really good at home, 17-8 and overall and against the spread uh, at home, 13-11-1. and So not quite as good, but this line is super high i would lean towards cleveland here but again not my favorite play yeah i i kind of like the kings a little bit but the the money right now is coming on the calves no question but i will say sacramento 16 9 and 1 on the road this season that's tops in the nba they're 4 and 1 straight up over their last five i just don't know if i want to fade a hot team so man Matt is saying this hit around six about an hour ago, maybe come back down a little bit. So we're seeing that Cleveland money coming in. I don't like to pick against the money. I would lean Kings, but I'm like you, not my favorite game on the schedule tonight. How about the Mavs and the 76ers? We were just talking about Philly, how they're going to fare for the rest of the season without Joel Embiid. The Mavs are laying a point and a half. The Mavs are minus 120 on the money line. The Sixers are even money. Total set at 242 and a hook. This line seems a little short, which makes me wonder – who is going to be playing for Dallas tonight. Maybe they're going to be at full strength, but do you have a lean here? I think whenever there is an injury that takes a lot of attempts and a lot of you know minutes off the court, you look to other players. And so for yeah. the Sixers, without Joel Embiid, my first thought was, okay, let's take somebody for the other team and their rebounds. The problem is the Mavs don't really have a center that is, you know, tops in rebounds. It's Luka Doncic that actually uh, averages the most rebounds on the team. So maybe the difference down low is not going to be the biggest of difference makers here. But then I was like, okay, who's the backup center for the Sixers? It is B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed. But unfortunately, the books are not offering any numbers because the matchup actually is pretty good for Paul Reed. No, he's not Joel Embiid. But I was thinking maybe we get a low number here because this is one area that the Mavericks have not been good at is rebounding. They're giving up the third most rebounds to opposing centers and opposing teams of any team in the NBA. So I thought maybe Paul Reed could take advantage. He's been very up and down in limited minutes, but it's a wash. There's no number on Paul Reed. 
So yeah. just research down the drain for me. <laughs> Do you think there'll be one posted later on today? Probably not. Yeah. He's not somebody who's like a key player. And because he's only played like a few games where he's playing like big minutes, they probably mm-hmm. don't have enough of a sample size. Cause that's the thing about the sports books. If they don't have, you know, the confidence in a number that they think they post it where it should be, they just won't post it. That's the yeah. problem. Like they'll give you all the star players, but when it comes to these fringy guys who are, you know, not given like this huge sample size, they just won't post it. Yeah, no, it's true. And you just have to either look and get lucky or just wait until they finally do. But then what's bad about that is you're like, hey, I am on this. I think I have a strong read here. And then by the time they finally do post it, the market is caught up. So you lose the value you would have gotten otherwise. I think I like the Mavs here, but this number seems a little, little, I don't know, a little specious to me. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think more than anything, the reason why I'll stay away from this game is that I want to see how the Sixers adjust because when Embiid was first out of the lineup a couple nights ago against the Jazz or last week, all of a sudden Tyrese Maxey was unbelievable, drops 51, but that's not a sustainable way to win basketball games. And then the Sixers take on the Nets and the Nets focus on shutting down Tyrese Maxey and saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to make other guys beat us instead. And they couldn't do it. So this seems like a short price on Dallas. I want to see how the Sixers adjust to Embiid being out and the maxi points prop, by the way, is 30 and a, maybe that's the better bet because huh. I feel like I know it's high, but if the Sixers are going to, especially with a total of 242 and a hook, I think it's doable that the Sixers are going to win. Maxi is going to have to go off Lakers and the Hornets tonight in Charlotte. The Lakers are laying 10 and a half. The Lakers are minus 500 on the money line. If you like the Hornets, God help you. They're plus 375 total is 228 and a hook. Chelsea, give me the play. I don't think I want to lay 11 and a half with the Lakers. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, this is one of those games that it's just, it feels like a waste of time to me when you see these massive numbers. Although we have seen some really crooked scores in the NBA this year when we see the blowouts. Uh, but if you look at Charlotte, let's see if we can make a case for the Hornets here. 0-7 against the spread in their last seven games. Don't think we can do it there for the Lakers. Uh, we've got all the big names questionable. LeBron James, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, both questionable. So, like, do you really want to play this game? My answer is a resounding no. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's just the number's way too big. Although I will say this. If you want to lay it with the Lakers, I I get it. The Hornets are just playing such terrible basketball right now. And the Lakers are the second best over team on the road. Maybe that's the way to go. I kind of like the over the more I think about it. Because the Hornets are one of the worst defensive squads in the NBA. So, I think I might lean to the over. But ultimately... I don't know. I'm trying to find a side on this game. And Chelsea, I'll tell you something. I just can't find it. It is a hard pass for this guy as well. Here's one that may interest you. And I think this is an interesting game. Clippers at the Hawks. Clippers laying two and a half points. Clippers minus 145 on the money line. The Hawks are plus 120. The total is set at 241 and a hook. I'm going to say something I never thought I'd say on this show. I kind of like the Hawks tonight. Back end of a back-to-back for the Clippers. The Hawks, surprisingly, have been playing really well. They've won four straight against pretty good competition. So the Hawks at home against the Clippers team that has to be tired. This is the end of the road trip. Second game of a back-to-back. I kind of like the Hawks and the points. The question is, do I have the guts to play it? Now, normally, I would agree with you. And normally, when there is a fishy line involving the Hawks, 
You take mm-hmm. the Hawks, but the Hawks uh, are going to be without Clint Capella down low. Somebody who is averaging well over 10 rebounds. I think he has like an adductor strain, but I think that's going to be a big blank space that the Hawks are going to have to fill. Yeah, he had 15 boards and 17 points last time mm-hmm. around against Golden State. So I would like some kind of prop on Aviga Zubats, but they are not offering. Uh, he's back. He has been out for, you know, the last few weeks. He's back. Down low should be a mismatch in favor of the Clippers. Okay, let's watch out for that game. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.